I went on a shop viewing the other day. I'm looking for some space at the moment for a new business venture. And um, I went on the street and I, I love the street. I fell in love with the street. A friend of mine has a shop there and I know a couple of people on the street and I'm just like, oh my God, it's so nice. I want to be here. This is like, this is my world. I want to be here. And then, um, so I'm really excited, right, about this shop and I'm like, gassed. And then I see three businesses that look like what I want to do in the, in the, on the street. Different, but similar-ish, you know, and I get sad. Like I, I come home, def- like, you know, deflated and I, and I call my mate and I'm like, oh, I just went down the street to see this place and, you know, everybody's doing what I'm doing. And the person was like, oh, get a grip, Marion. You know you like fighting. Why are you pretending, you know, you love a fight. You love fighting people. That's what you do. So what's the problem? I was like, oh, what do you mean? They're like, well, what happens when you fight? I'm like, I don't know, but you win, right, Em? You always win when you fight. So open your shop next door to your competition and get off my phone. I was so shocked, yeah, um, that that was somebody's perception of me. Like, do I do that? Do I really do that? He's like, you're a nightmare. That you are a mess. When you want something, you are just going to throw everything at it. So um, yesterday I was on Instagram and I saw Drake's flyer for his album that he released, releasing on the 3rd of September, a week after Kanye's. Um, And I just thought to myself, this has given, I don't listen to music to get into music. I I listen for so many different reasons. Um, I listen for fashion content. I listen for visuals. I listen for so many, the creative process and things like that. I don't, listen to it like as, oh my God, like I'm sucked in. I listen for so many different things. And for me, I'm so excited for that 3rd of September because I'm about I'm about to see a war of two giants, you know? Most times when you hear of like, someone's gonna do something you're doing, you run away. I've said this to you guys many times before, please, kindly do whatever you tell me you're going to do because if i wake up in the morning and i want to open a bakery which i will if you're a baker do not be upset that i'm doing it. i'm not doing it behind your back this is just a pre-warning that i can wake up tomorrow morning and i can start a business that you're sleeping on and then let's both have a business I've, I've gone past the stage of telling you guys oh there should only be one beauty business there should only be one hair salon there should only be one makeup artist there should only be one um there should only be one. What other things do you guys fight about? It's mainly beauty, isn't it? I've gone past that because nobody's killing it. Nobody's killing it. Nobody's killing it enough for us to say, no, she's a god at that. So we're going to give her all our money. No, why don't you all try what you're doing? And then whoever's killing it, we'll just navigate there. And it's not going to be a fight because even you yourself, that's bad what you do. You too will navigate to that person. It's just... It's just the rules of the game. It's just be the best at what you do. Stop being a kappa. So seeing the Drake album cover being an emoji, guys, I don't think you understand, like my take on this thing is so deep. Seeing the Drake album cover being an emoji, and it was done by Damien Hurst. I believe Damien Hurst done the emoji. Um, very creative side, which is a kind of, it's not a dig at Kanye in any way, but it's like Kanye's the creative. He's someone that will pull out because he's he actually used an artist as well to do his Dundalk album cover so it, it, those things made me think about me it made me think who am I going to war with this morning how come I'm not fighting anyone who why so why is someone not fighting me I feel so sad I feel so sad that nobody felt to start a competing business like why has no one started something that I'm doing what's going that means I'm not doing anything how boring 
when is that? And so um, everybody was asking me, oh my God, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to win like Grammy for best? Because obviously the fight is for Grammy or best song, best album, best creative process, best music video. So those are the things that they're fighting for, right? Who do I think is going to win that? Let me just be honest with you. Um, those of you guys that know or don't know, I am a massive music lover. Um, always have been, always will be. Um, and I just think that Kanye can bankrupt himself. He's just the most unafraid person. He's done it many, he's done it for his fashion label. He will bankrupt himself. He's named this album after his mum. He will bankrupt himself on one music video for one Grammy. Those, so I'm listening to music. I'm not listening to music because I'm a fan. I'm like, oh my God, I'm fanned out. I'm looking at someone's fight and I'm thinking, bloody hell. I'm still here looking at like my rent. <laughs> Can, do, do you understand what I'm saying? This guy will go bankrupt. He will bankrupt himself on one music video. <laughs> but you know that we're all going to listen to Drake's album. You don't play. You know you're going to, there's a song, you know, and it's going to be on TikTok and it's going to do whatever it's going to do. But the accolades, what the other guy wants, he's going to get what he wants. So that's, that's how I've woken up this morning thinking, Okay, you know, I don't, I don't really know how long it takes for the Grammys and things like that. I don't know the process in terms of, is it a year or two after the music? I don't know how it works, especially with COVID, one of the awards and stuff like that. But he's thinking future. He wrote that album. His album is double anybody else's album, 22 songs. So unless everybody's going to run back in the studio and add more songs, we've all forgot what um, our UK artist who had an amazing album. We were, oh my God, we can't believe it. Everybody's not even listening to that anymore. It's not getting no plays. And it's just that he's just ready to fight different. So look at you now, look at where you are now, wherever you are, look around your surroundings. Look at yourself now, wherever you are, look. Is this fight, like, am I really fighting? Like, look around yourself and ask yourself questions. In my situation right now, where I am right now, where you are, whether you're in your bed, whether in your car, whether in your office, am I where I wanna be? Okay, if the answer is no, it means that you're not fighting. And when, I, when, when people ask me, what do you mean by fight? Like, what do you mean? I mean, you're not pushing. There's nothing going on. And, you know, American politics is so boring right now. I loved Donald Trump. Every day the guy was throwing some daggers. He was like throwing knives out of his office pretty much every single day. And it made politics exciting for four years. Like, oh, my God, what's he done now? If you didn't like Twitter, you joined Twitter because you just wanted to see what the hell he was saying. Wherever you are right now, like, are you fighting? Are you, like, what is going on with your life? Like, are you pushing for something more than what people know you for? That's my one thing I want to say. What was the other thing I was going to say to you guys pre that? I said I was going to say something else. You guys remind me. Somebody text in and let me know what was I going to mention to you guys. So there was that which I was so excited about. Um, yesterday, I went to a 50th anniversary, 50th birthday party yesterday, which I really loved. Um, honestly, I had so much anxiety about it, like going, I didn't want to go, um, bank holiday, I want to sleep, and just many other reasons in my head, like, bro, like, you know, I've never been to an African party before, I'm African. I've never been to an African party before, like, never. I've, like, I think I've been to one wedding 
Um, and that was like a church wedding, I think, that many of us went to. Um, but I've never been to like a party before like that. So it was really new for me. Um, I've been to like, like I'm Congolese, so we have things in our house all the time. It's, like, it's a party every day. I came home and my sister was having a party in my living room. Like I came home from that party and my sister was having a party in my living room. So there's always stuff happening. There's always food, there's always family, but I've not like growing up, my mum my went out every weekend with my dad. They went to parties all the time, like every weekend, yeah. For those of you on my snaps, I'm sorry. Um, they went out every weekend and I had to like do her, I had to stick her lashes on. I was a mua before I was anything else. Like every weekend I'm drawing eyebrows, lashes, like whatever. But we didn't really go with them, you know? So um, yeah, like I've never really been. So I had a lot of like, oh my God, I don't want to go there. These are the kind of African aunties that were sending my um, my famous BBC documentary on WhatsApp vi virally. And I'm gonna have to stand up in front of all these people that, you know, you, I was telling you, they hate me. Oh, I don't want to be there. Like, what the hell? Like, this is just, I just don't want to be here. But um, I summed up the courage um, to go. I was even fighting myself, like, I'm not buying anything to wear there. Like, don't. And um, I found something in the end. And I was quite happy in the end. Shmai came. She helped me out and it was good. It was really good. And we got there and the person whose um, birthday it was means a lot to me um, for many different reasons. Again, the fight. So I, I, I met this lady about four years ago, right? And she, um, I met her around four years ago and she's far different um, now than she was four years ago. Um, she had a bit of marrying her far different now. Um, when I met her four years ago, when I met her four years ago, she was just quiet, happy, you know, life was going, she was doing what she was doing. And when we met, um, we just had so much in common. It was like, she had the same heart as me. She wanted to help people. She wanted to do things. And we literally, we just set off like that. We would speak for hours every month, like guys, like hours, like three hours, four hours, we're talking, I was helping to structure some things. And and I remember, I, when did I live in Morping? Probably two years ago, she was out and she loves her business. She runs, she's a, she's a multi-millionaire and runs like nurseries across the country. And um, she loves her job. It gives her security. It makes her happy because she can help people from her job. It's not that she loves work, but what the money she she's very honest with me the money i make helps me help people on the level i want to help them so i love my job i love what i do and she was at work one day and she fell seven foot imagine you fall seven foot bam straight to the floor and literally if she fell on her she fell on her shoulder if she fell on her head guys she would have died you know and i know that there's no way that woman could die because she's so many people's lifeline. Like, you know, like when your whole community is just relying on one person, she's literally that. And she fell on her side and has this massive scar on her back, whatever. So we've been, we've been working together. I said to her, you know, you should write about what you've done because you've got kids and her, one of her, da her daughter's 18, her boys are like 11, 13, those kind of ages. They need to know how much you fight so that even if they may not have a me, they may not have a PM, they may not have what I've got, but they can read from what you're doing. So yesterday I surprised her and we launched her book as a surprise. And I was so proud to be there because 
honestly, guys, when I see our community of 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 African aunties and uncles, they don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. I was saying to one of my young ladies yesterday, this would have, like, I loved it, actually. She she did it in um, Piccadilly. She hired a hotel in Piccadilly. Um, yeah, she hired, it was a surprise for her. I, she didn't even know that I was going to, I just, we worked really hard. And you know what, yeah. Yesterday really made me love Goody so much. And it's like, honestly, guys, like, you know you raise people and you have certain expectations of people. And I was saying this to PT about a young lady. I was like, I wanted her to do what she's doing, what Goody's doing. She could be doing that and she could have money. She would not lack. She would be looking for things. But she can't even do that. And I'm seeing this young lady. And I say to, the, I say to Goody all the time, be careful that you don't crash, you know, because people like you have you have everything in you um, to crash. You've got great potential. Potential doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything to anyone. Having potential in anything. But seeing her fight, she was there, she came in at 1 a.m. or something, 12.30, stayed there till the end, helped her. She was there from all of her stories yesterday, it was goody, putting it together. Um, Z did her hair, um, we um doctor edited her video, Ruth was with her. It was just like, I'm telling you, those the, what made me proud of her was um with the lady wasn't the book, wasn't uh, anything except me coming to that environment and seeing what looked like our parents and how much they'd given up on their life. That's her every day. She's, this woman loves money, guys. I don't think you understand. I've never, I, I've been with her when somebody's called her for 10 racks, she's sending it straight away. And what was so amazing? Her husband, oh my God. I've never met him before, but I've heard of him for four years, right? And she can do what she wants. She can send somebody 50 racks and to her husband, he's calm. Because do you know why? He met her while she'd already built her thing. So in her wedding, on her wedding, on her birthday, she stood up and was like, you know what, I want to take a time out to thank my husband. Because you really put me on. He really allowed her to be herself. She could, at that point in time, she even said, hey, I want to give someone out today. Sorry, husband, didn't tell you, but that's what I'm doing. And PT was like, what? African man, African uncle, gentle man. He's a, he was like, this guy's a gentleman. And I was like, these are the things that he tells us about. She got with him later in life as well. She got with him later in life. She used to work at Aeon actually. Don was her boss as well, Pastor Bucky's boss was her boss. Um, she got with him later in life and just focused on building what she was building. She was building what she was building. So for me, at the end of the day, yeah, it's that I, was, I went there yesterday and my head was so moved that you have a choice. You can be this or you can be that. It's very simple. You could be a giver or you can be a taker. And this, literally guys, what I'm saying is that, oh my God, this woman is not like anybody you saw in the room. They just came to eat free food. If you see, sorry, I know that this is a live recording. I feel really bad and I feel really awful to say this, but I really don't at the same time. I saw the way people's plates were stacked, like packed. If you saw the way aunties were eating, I saw the future of most women there on the plate. Like, um, I don't eat this, I've never had this before, but moi moi. Someone had two on her plate. I said, why do you need two? In my mind, I'm thinking, 
Why do you need two? I don't understand. Why do you need two? She, okay, you can have fish or meat. I don't understand. She packed the meat. You know the meat, yeah? You know the chicken when there's like the chicken breast and then there's like the leg as well and it's joined into one? She packed that one, packed the fish and then the beef. This is everybody in the, everybody in the queue. And I'm like, I want to vomit. So I'm just like, no, can I just have this a little bit? I don't even, I ate in my house. I don't come to parties to eat people's food. It's just to be polite. Like, what are we doing here? And in my mind, all I kept seeing is that you have a choice of who you want to be. So when dad arrived, he was just like, listen, bro, this is amazing because normally this is going to be in Lewisham. This party is supposed to be in Lewisham. It is not even supposed to be in central London, but you've enlightened this person's shop. Her eyes are open. Thank God she's not thinking like everybody else. So for me, um, for me, what I'm, what I'm thinking is we, uh, we were even laughing yesterday. We were pointing out people in there who we thought could become like this in the nation. It was so funny. The only one know who you thought the host would be. Terrible stuff. But you can say, no, not me, not me, not me. But it's just an organic step because that's what we've seen growing up. I was saying to the young lady, goody in front of me, I said, this is, this would be you. I, I like, I, this would be you. She didn't even argue. She said, yep, all that's missing is more beads. More more beads. It's me. That's my life. I'm gonna. I, it's hard for you, unless you saw my Instagram stories or uh, my Snap yesterday, it's very hard for you to kind of envision. It was literally like, you know, just an African party, essentially. Um, but for me, it's just that that is where you're going as a young person. There's no real legacy being left unless you do what that lady did, you know, in terms of start a foundation, give money to young people, help people, things like that. Um, I was saying to the young lady with me that this, it looks like your life. Like it looks like very, it's very new. I'm seeing here and I just, I'm thinking that this is your life. Like this is really what you're on. And when I couldn't really understand why I was saying that to her, when she came home yesterday, she was like, you know what? Um, I used to be, I used to be very close to my mom. And I said, ah, oh, I get it. You know those those African parents like where the situation where your the child is so close to their mom, like the mom them the, them and the mom they share secrets, they're close, they share they, they share bed together, they'll be just in, they'll be cooking together, they'll be doing this, they'll be planning the girls' wedding from when she's 18. You see those things, yeah, it's pure evil. I'm not saying don't be close to your mom. I'm very close to my daughter. She's only a kid but she's exposed to other people. She doesn't see me as like, oh yeah, like, you know, be all end all, this is, we're not talking about, and she can see me as that. Your daughter, your child should see you as that. If the be all and end all of your conversation isn't when will you marry? I've already bought your beads for your, for your wedding. What color should I should be be? You know, what hall are we using? Hall, hall, hall. Guys, you know my, you know, if I was to have a wedding, and it's not really something I think about at all. I'm more looking like having money, not spending it. Spending money gives me like anxiety on cake. Cake, yeah. It would be like 30 people. And you would be happy to not be invited because you'd just be so happy with the content you produce on Instagram. You'd just be so happy. You'd feel like you were there. Why am I spending money on rice to feed people that are going home to talk about me? Why? Do you know yesterday's environment, yeah? They were not even clapping for her. 
Really, like they had to be told, can you clap now? I think the 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 the, the host said something like, I know I'm not a I'm not a big boy, I'm a small boy, but can you people clap for the celebrant? Proud people sitting there thinking, when I did my own 50th, it wasn't here. Why do we even have to come all the way to central London? Is there nowhere in um, Lewisham that we could use? What about Ibis? Is Ibis a bad place? Those are the thoughts of people sitting there. And again, it's not far from the conversation. I know we've gone from African 50th birthday party to Kanye West, and it's such a massive thing. But it's not. It's the same thing. It's just fight. It's just fight. I know we've gone from different scales now. I know we've gone from different scales, but it's just fight. It's literally just about the fight. It's a choice. You do have a choice. You do have a choice to want more. Yeah. You do have a choice. You ha It's just a fight. You have a choice to want more, to desire more. You know, I was saying to the girls in the house that I actually think that I've been, I've been, I've not been dreaming enough. So capped, you're so afraid to make certain moves. You're so afraid to do, and you'll be thinking about oh, MU though, you do stuff. I, there's a lot of things I don't do. Sometimes I feel as if, oh, they're gonna say, here she comes again. It's better that they say, here she comes again. It's better. Or you you think religiously, like, oh, maybe like, I should just calm down because, no. No, because I don't wanna regret not doing it. I don't wanna regret not doing it and then turn on the gram and see someone doing, have you ever turned on Instagram and seen somebody doing your exact idea? And thinking, oh, I had that idea. That's me. I did a company I saw the other day that does Puff Puff, right? It's called Puff Puff Ministry, I think, or something like that. And they have like, it's the most amazing idea, right? And it's like Puff Puff balls in a box. And then the woman has like chocolate and all that. It's just nice. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. How many aunties in their house said that they want to become the best? In fact, how many people said, oh, my mum makes the best Puff Puff? How many aunties said, if you try my, how, and they probably are the best, but they didn't fight. How many girls said, oh, I'm going to start my beauty business. I'm going to start this eyelash brand. I'm going to start eyelashes. I, you know, I'm the best. I've been finding all my friends comment on my eyelashes. They say my eyelashes are the best, but you didn't. You spoke about it. You spoke about it so much. You put it, you put it on your goals list so much. What tired. I know your friends won't tell you, hi, I'm speaking on behalf of all your friends saying, we are tired of you. Bring her, bring her to me. Why is she crying? I'm one of your friends and I'm saying that, hey, you deserve time out. You're not allowed to dream. Go and get a job. Stay in that job for like two years. Let us see what you produce from that job because how can you still be saying that you're going to launch this eyelash business? We've been waiting for this eyelash business and it hasn't come. Oh, I'm going to start this, you know, this track suit. I'm going to do this. Gymshark has come since. They've just become billionaires. You still haven't. That story still didn't inspire you. It's really irritating. Um, can you take her outside, please? Put her outside, please. Thank you. Sorry, guys. That's just my dog crying for attention. I've got the worst breed of dogs, right? Um, what do I have? A, a toy poodle. So they're very much like, attention-y. If they're not around people, they literally just cry. It's not even them. They just actually just cry. It's just the breed of the dog that they want to be. That's like awful for someone like me. Like I'm not really going to give you attention. But it's cold outside. Let's see how she handles outside. Um, so for me, it's like, it's just that choices thing. You have the choice. 
And it's on, the onus isn't on everybody else to keep reminding you. But one thing I clocked is that life is so brutal, you know? Life is so brutal. Life is not gonna be nice about certain things. Life is not gonna be like, oh, you know what, like, let me just allow you and give you one million in your account. Being a millionaire, right, guys, isn't um, magical. It's process. You sell five products, you sell 10 products, you sell 50 products, you sell 100 products, you sell 1,000 products. You sell 10,000 products at X price over a period of time. That's what makes you a millionaire. It's not magic money. I've been talking a lot to my house about magic money. It's absolutely bullshit. To be fair, I don't believe in it. I just don't think that I'm going to wake up in the morning. And I know some people are still waiting for the government to drop another grant. They are not going to do it. Stop waiting and wishing on a, on a star that one day you're going to wake up and somebody's going to order all your stock on your website you're going to sell out. Or some mad investor's going to come and say, oh, we're going to buy your idea. I'm sorry, but I just don't believe like that. It's not that I don't have faith. It's not that I don't believe in miracles. I kind of, I'm, I'm really torn on the miracle thing, you know, guys. I'm really, really torn on the miracle thing because I haven't seen miracles happen like that. Maybe in my mum's generation, like they saw miracles. I, I know it's really bad as a pastor for me to say something like that, but I'm proper torn on the miracle thing. I've seen people do things for people that are miracles. But I just haven't seen, oh, oh, million pound about that. I haven't seen it. But I've seen, I've seen a person hand somebody over a laptop that enables them to go to school. I've seen somebody pay for someone's pilot classes that enables them to become a pilot. I've seen somebody house, I've seen many people house people, enable them, strengthen them, give them the resources they need to become. And five years later, oh, boom, I have an idea. I'll do this. And then they invest in them. I've seen them go through process. I just, in my lifetime, I really want to say, like, I, I even people having miracle babies, IVF. I don't know, guys. I'm so torn. I'm really torn on this thing and it's been my meditation a lot. So I'm thinking, well, can a miracle happen to me so I can go and run around and start screaming about miracles? I know it's such a bad thing and I'm probably the worst person to speak about something like this. And I know that people have got a lot of things to say, but I'm just saying that in my 30 years of living, I'm trying to recap miracles. I didn't jump out of a cell when I was praying every day, like, oh my God, like, you know? No, I did my time. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if, if if a miracle was due, I should have had one when I was when I was pregnant and pending cases. I don't, it's not that I don't believe. I have faith, of course I have faith. That's why I'm able to do a lot of the things. Faith is, I, I they're two different things. Faith and miracles are two different things for me. I'm just saying, in my perspective, I have faith that if I work on something, things are going to happen for me. But I'm trying to just, miracles are probably 100% legit. But I'm just trying to remove that from the millennial mindset or Generation Z. Because Gen Z or Gen Z just think that, okay, boom, something's going to happen. Something's going to bust for me. You see, I'm loving artists right now. I'm, I'm watching Gets a lot. I've been watching a lot of videos um, from gets and I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it and you know why I'm enjoying it is because I used to walk past them go to the barbershop and love to walk 
I'll get my hair done. I'll buy my, I'll buy my hair from Queens and see them go to the barber shop. I've seen a process. I've seen somebody just sit there for a long time. I was the, I even sent a video of him to one of my friends. I was like, this is a spirit. What the hell is this? I, I don't even think he's even swallowing saliva. So I'm thinking, what is this? But that's a talent that behind the room where no one is paying you any attention, you're just there. You're, you're, you're crying, you're writing your bars and you're crying, you're thinking, oh my God, when is someone gonna hear me out? Writing these bars from his room, going on and you know, you know with the get story, you're seeing people like Kano just go. Imagine you're with the person, you're with the person and you see your friend just blow in front of your eyes but you stay in the corner of your room and you're still writing. You stay in the corner of your room and you're still writing. You're writing, you're writing, you're writing. You're writing yourself to tears. Until eventually you get the album deal that you want. Eventually you go to an award show and you're the best dressed. As in, please guys, when and where in what planet will get to ever be the best dressed? Except that there was a work that he was doing behind the scenes. I'm not saying these things to glamorize people, but I'm talking about work in progress. I'm talking about a work in progress. I've seen certain people work. I'm not saying that what they're saying is good, what they're saying is bad. That's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is that there is something called work. Works, actually. And you know what, right? If you go and tell that man, oh, it's a miracle that you're here, bro, he will probably slap you because he's been doing it for 10, 15 years been doing it so you can't come and tell me about a miracle if i've been active in my i'm active in my field people are people get at me every day i think somebody messaged me on dm did you scam the horses as well <laughs> guys my dms are a mess but on the flip side you know i get people message me every day about can you give me advice on my business how do i keep it alive what am i doing how do i how, how do i feed my kids how can I be a better mom for my children? And so on and so on and so on. But it's the ability to keep going. So when I get certain rewards, don't say, oh, she's all right. She always gets stuff. No, she's always on it. She's always on it. You know, and I was thinking about how some people just survive. And I was looking at it from like a, um, a scriptural perspective, no cap at all. You know, from a, from a, from a, from a spiritual perspective, I know that God's just looking for the man that's going to be on it. He's looking for the man that's going to be on it. Who's the guy with the hair again? Samson. You see, everybody can say what they want to say about Samson. They can say, oh, but he was like this. Oh, but he was like that. He loves women. He loves this. He loves that. All these things. I don't think God cared. I certainly don't. I don't think he cared about that. He was just looking for the guy that was going to do what he needed to do for him. You can have your, you can have your, your, your perspective on him. You can have your thoughts on him. You can have whatever you want. But this guy was just going to go in every time. He was just going to come and do his job, slay the Philistine duck. So whatever he did outside of his world, and that's what's allowing me to think and do what I'm doing. I don't care what your thoughts are on me. Oh, but she shouldn't talk that way. She shouldn't look that way. She shouldn't be doing this. How does she even get money? How does she do it? I don't care about that. I'm doing my job. As long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm, I'm, I've got peace of mind. 
I've got peace of mind. As long as I can do what it is I'm supposed to be doing. But the question is, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you even still scared about that one too? That is the real issue that we are facing. The real issue that we're facing is that many of us are still afraid. We're afraid to fight. Common fight. I've said to you guys what shocked me and made me think, no, 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 I'm doing something wrong. Is seeing that Drake has the utmost audacity to launch his album on the 3rd of September after Kanye West. Like, what kind of bloodbath of a fight is that towards the Grammys? Towards whatever accolades, towards whatever plaque they're looking for. I don't know what they want as rewards. But I sure as hell know, you know, I was speaking to a young lady message on Sunday, she said, oh, Ma, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to have a voice in my fellowship, in my group. You know, they don't really listen to me. They're people with bigger voices, so my ideas get drowned. I said, yeah, why should they listen to you? Do you have a track record of wins? The person that you're fighting in your head, right, they may not do things the right way. They may be very gra-gra and very fast and very whatever, but they've got results. They're coming with a plaque of results. That plaque of results may come in finances. Hey, here's my contribution to what you do. That may come into, in terms of, oh, I've managed to bring this or managed to bring that. You don't have that to show. You don't have that to show. So when we're in a room, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Look, guys, let me be very honest. My time is so valuable. I, 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 I cut down who I hear from on certain matters. If I'm having a meeting, it's not for the entire love house. No, you, you, you come. This is what we're talking about. And when we're not talking about it, you and you and you come. I don't want your unsolicited, unfiltered advice. It could even come from a good place. It could even be what I need, but it's not tested. So I'm not gonna accept it. I don't have time. Everything right now is hella expensive. So I don't have time to come and take untested advice. It's long. I need to hear from somebody who, you want to talk to me about social media? I think somebody complained, oh, nobody listens to me about social media. I had some idea. Hello. Hi. Have you spoken to the person that does it till 1am every morning, 2am, 3am? The person who is literally losing sleep every day on it. Have you spoken to that person? Because your ideas don't count until you submit them to that person. And then, and then, and then somebody else messaged me, oh, you know, I really want to be like you in my family, in my, in my group, in my, in my community. I want to be like you. I said, yeah, but you came to me for one meeting. You sat with me for one day and you think you're going to be like me. Shame on you. You didn't, you're nothing like me. Because if you know me, you know that when I know where power is, I'm going to take power. I'm going to sit beside, you don't become a person by having a 30 minute conversation with them or coming to their house one day. You don't become, you serve that person. You understand how they function. You understand how they do things. And guess what? Your voice will be heard where you go because people want to understand, oh, wow, well, like, how come that person puts you on? I know I got where I got because my dad kept endorsing me. So whatever anybody wanted to say didn't matter because he's saying she's doing it. Why would he keep saying, oh, M, can you, or M, why? Because not only the ability to do the work, I've shown heart. So you can be upset. You can be jealous of the person that was chosen to do something you're not doing or something you want to do, but you also had a window. You also had a window to buy power and you didn't. You also had a window to do what you're supposed to do with everything and you didn't. So now, it's time to hear 
Now it's time to hear from people, contributions, how we move them forward. Do you have a proven track record in the realm that you want to speak about? You know, question answering, question asking is so important. And that's what I train us on. So I love how yesterday when I asked um, 150 of us to ask questions for the, the live podcast, everybody got involved and the questions were so powerful. So begin to get ready. I just want three or four questions before we round up today. I'm going to go for them in a second. So she said to me, I, I really want to be like you. How do I do what you're doing? You cannot do what I'm doing from watching my Instagram account. What the hell? How? Guys, Instagram for me is so fun. I used to take it so seriously, it used to give me bloody anxiety because I don't want to be on there. But when I'm not on there, I think my dad can't track me. So um, it's just a way for him to see what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm fun. I put rap lyrics as my as my comments. Um, my captions are rap lyrics or fun, me pretending to be a rapper. Literally, there's not like life goals. What the hell? Why? Is someone going to change their life because I've got a caption? You're having a bubble. They're not going to change their life because of that. Okay? They're not even going to message me because of that. I'm probably going to get more um, messages because of my tongue-in-cheek captions. It's just fun. You're not going to become someone. Especially, it's not like all these fantastic books we have and we're inspired by them. Even from the books, you can't be because people don't share their truths. It's not everything. is in The dark things that these multimillionaires did to become is not in the book. They're not going to write it in the book, the dark deals that they did. I'm going to write it in the book. So it's about if you've got access to a multimillionaire, why are you capping? So it's like, oh, I'm all about how do I be in two places at once? That's your problem. That's your own logic. That's your own logic. Find a place and serve that. If you want to become the best at what you do, you want to become the best, you want to be the greatest at what you do, oh my word. Yeah, you're going to have to really align. So I'm, 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 I'm watching some of the, the fights, the global fights. Some people watch political fights. I watch hip-hop fights, R&B fights. I'm watching carefully and I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired. I'm inspired because I know that there's so much more I can become and I'm tired. I'm tired of not being who I'm supposed to be out of fear of someone's doing what I'm doing. I don't have enough money. I, listen, I called a press meeting at 7 a.m. in the morning last night, um, yesterday, right? And the press budget's looking like 30K. I do not have 30K on marketing, spend on marketing. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go and find it. I'm gonna go and find it. And I'm gonna have it. And I'm gonna have the maddest party ever in two weeks time. Why? Just because. Why am I quitting? Why am I giving up? I'm giving up because I don't have money. I heard that Virgil bankrupt himself. He was bankrupt, lost everything before Off-White became what it was and then sold it for billions. So why am I quitting? Because somebody wrote something about me? Somebody who's crying in their room right now, don't have money, during lockdown, their company couldn't afford to pay them, I'm crying because of a struggling journalist or somebody who can't even identify themselves abusing me on YouTube with one follower? I, I, why am I unable to perform? Because I'm scared of what people are gonna say about me? Really? Is that enough to kill your dream that you don't, 
not having enough money is enough to kill your dream? Seriously? Then you're not a contender. You're not a contender. Not having enough money is enough to kill your dream. You're not a serious contender. Somebody said something about you and because of that, you're now seemingly disgruntled or deflated. You don't want to do things anymore. You're not on it. Because somewhere in the corner of a room, I saw a young boy, I think he created a crypto or a coin or something that sold for like almost a quarter of an M. He's not even 16 yet. Somewhere in the corner of a room, somebody's creating. And you're telling me I'm supposed to, with my big, big age, I'm supposed to be down? I don't have enough, you don't have enough problems. That's why you can roll up in your bed and be depressed. You don't have enough problems. You don't have enough people needing you. That's why you could be down, it's calm. You could just be upset. I don't have an hour to be, if I'm allowed to be upset for an hour, it's a problem. Because guess what? Every 15 or so minutes, somebody knocks on my door. Hey Ma, can I, can I, can I? So imagine you're upset for an hour. Lives that have been handed to you, what happens to them? It's not, it, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not signing out unless I try everything that I want to do. I told you guys, like by the end of the year, you guys are going to be shocked thinking, how did she get into that business, that industry? Just because I woke up and I felt like it. It's a simple, th those are the new, that's the new rules of the game. I woke up and I felt like it. Yeah. So you're just going to do things because you feel like doing them. Yeah. Why? Should I just logic everything out every time? Logic it out on the business plan and everything is just saying red. Logic it out with like all my friends that don't have money anyway. Why? No. It's fight time. And I hope you guys are encouraged. So it's question time, let's go now. I want three or four questions easily from you guys. There's so much we've said this morning. We're gonna have a little commercial break before your questions. You guys already know what I'm gonna play. I'll wait for your questions to come in. That's it. That's literally it. The first 22 seconds of that song is just like, <gasps> but the reason why I love that song is because there's a girl I used to watch about six years ago. Um, I actually wasn't in a really good place. And I found this video of this girl in, um, in her university campus in a choir, like a uni choir. And she was singing a song and it's not even a song. I think she was just like going into melodies. And I would just cry every time I'd hear that song. And it was just like, oh my God, who is this girl? And from that YouTube video, she got discovered. She just blew because it's just that YouTube video alone. I think she was in a couch with three of her friends. Her name is Brianna Babinos. Babinos, I think it is. I think she's, I think she's from Hawaii. I think she was born in Hawaii or something like that. That's Hawaii. Yeah. And um, um, it was just like, so wow. So when I heard this song from Kanye, do you know what? It just made me think, this guy's actually been doing research. How did you find that YouTube video? It's not the song. It's not the song. It's not, I'm not emotional about the song. I just thought, this is an artist. I think, is it your PhD? Before you do your PhD, you have like a year to just research. 
guys, I don't know, but for me, I said to the girls that I spend more time meditating than I do praying now. My thinking time is so important to me. My morning, so when I'm messaging you guys in our group, for those of you guys that are in my private group, those are some of my meditation. Those are just some of my thoughts, my thinking. Okay, this morning I think I I, I messaged you guys about being futuristic, about thinking ahead of the times. Um, So it's now like, if you don't have anything to meditate on, you could take those thoughts and you could think, okay, what is she actually trying to say? Because sometimes I'm trying to say things, but I'm thinking, do they understand what I'm saying? Am I doing too much? Um, But I know it could be for one or two people. So I keep telling the girls, read back, read back what I'm saying, because it's so timely and so powerful um, to have an hour to yourself. An hour to yourself. I don't want to share that morning with anybody. That that time just to think is just is everything to me. And so um, that was what I wanted to share with you guys. For me, it's like that song just made me think. Raw, like if I'm gonna produce a body of work, if I'm gonna do something, I gotta spend time thinking. How does he stumble on that? And then looking at all the producers. I think there's Kirk Franklin's behind a lot of this stuff. Um, the Winans family, Donnie McClurkey, and there's a lot of people behind making this. And I think there was some time we saw Kirk Franklin with pictures of him with Kanye on, on the internet, we're thinking, what are they doing? And everybody was judging. But it's just about research. Um, and that's what it inspired me to just research and think more. Not even, it's not even the song, it's not what he's what she's saying, it's nothing. If you, the YouTube, it's not even a music, it's not even a music video, it's nothing. It's literally somebody on their couch. But how did he find that and decide to put a little bit of that song into that song? And I think the song is actually for his wife or former wife, whatever they're saying, whatever that situation is. But how did it happen? You can tell that a lot of thought. Do you think about, do you sometimes just think about everyday cosmetics? You don't touch it, you just think. Just you look at it, nothing comes to you, you put it down. Do you sometimes think about Kate Cyrus? You go, oh, let's do this. And other times you say, no, no, let me just leave it. You just think about your business. You just think that is the most amazing time. Just thinking, thinking, strategizing. I wanna see your messages, your questions. Okay, here are some. What's the basic structure of a business plan? Okay guys, this might sound like really weird, but I just write my thoughts down. I write my thoughts down. Okay, what what is it I'm trying to do? I make sense of my thoughts because I know that, especially for a creative, there's a lot of things, or even with an idea. When you've got an idea, it's just like, it's like almost like verbal diarrhea in your head. You understand it, but then do others understand it? So I write it down and I keep writing the idea, the basis of the idea. So let's say in your instance, you've got a media platform. Stop the jargon, cut the junk out. And you've got to have people around you that cut junk for you. So I have people around me that filter my stuff for me, they cut things. No, you're talking too much. This doesn't make sense. So you, when I'm writing my book, Oh my God, my sisters was killing me. Kate and Yasha, they're like, I think you'd be surprised how strong Kate is. She was telling me, you don't make sense. This, we will be fighting at two in the morning. I'm like, this makes sense. It doesn't read, it doesn't read well. What are you saying? She's actually fighting me, telling me that I'm chatting rubbish. Because in my mind, it sounds right. And I can see the words flying out and it makes sense. But in actual fact, it's not like if it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to those that are consuming it. So you've got to have people around you that can be very honest with you and they can tell you different things. 
So the key thing is making sense of your idea. This is not just for business plan. This may be for your goals, your life plans, even your assignment. Structure it in your, just write it down. Guys, don't think you need to go and download Word or Google app. Use your notes. Notes is one of my favorite apps. Go on notes, know that it can delete you. Go on notes and just write. Write your idea. Okay, this assignment, what the hell is it? What, and do you know who taught me that? Alicia. When she came, she was like, okay, I get this. It's really confusing because she was helping me in my school. What does this mean? This is actually the question being asked. So number one thing is that when you have a business idea, you are actually finding a solution to a problem. It's a question being asked. So what is the question? What is the answer? The question is, there are not enough media platforms on music in the UK, maybe, right? Maybe that's what you're trying to do. What is your answer? Why? Why does this work? Why is it good? So the idea, why it works. So you've structured that side of it. And then the second thing, oh my God, guys, I'm obsessed. To-do lists. I have like this insane thrill of ticking my to-do list. Because I feel like, I've accomplished. Um, make your list. What do you need to make this business work? And I have my dream lists. But my dream lists are crazy, guys. Oh my God, if you see my dream list here, you think I'm a psycho. The to-do lists are so important because if I add that to my business plan, yeah, if that your question was, I know, okay, how much do I need to make it work? So remember also about the dream list. My dream list is crazy. So in my dream list, I have so much stuff that I want to do. Da, 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 plan A. It's always called plan A and plan B. And there's plan C and plan D. I have plan, I plan Z if I have to. Plan A, this is the dream. This is what it looks like. This is fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Great. Um, and if I had all the money in the world and I get all the investment I want, we're going to have flying saucers coming out with our logo on it. Plan B is if I only get half the money I want and I only have half the money I want, this is what I do. And plan C is if no one backs me. What do I have in my hands and who do I have and how do I work that? Yeah, so that's business-wise. But if it's um, assignment-wise, it might be plan A, I've got all the time in the world. This is what I'll do. Plan B, I've got half the time. Plan C, if I fail, what lecturer am I speaking to? Who's backing me? And if they don't, what is plan D? What does that actually mean? And at the bottom of your to-do list here, it must be my desired result. If I have all of those things, what will it give me? Financially, what will it give me result-wise? What's going to happen? So that's the thing that people don't do. They don't do KPIs, whatever they're called. You don't do those things. You don't actually know what you're going to expect. So I keep telling my team, I need reports from you guys after every publication, after every business transaction. What was the result of what you did? We want to see if this was worth it for us. Was it your best month? Was it your worst month? If so, why was it your worst month? What happened this month that couldn't have happened last month? I need to know. Um, that's how I basically structure my plan. And then, you know, I think that most people now don't go with it. I don't read business plans. I get business plans a lot. I don't read them. It's the person I'm after because most people are not buying your business. They're buying into you. They want to see how much you're into what you're doing, how much you know. So it's not about what I'm reading because I don't have time to read that stuff. It's about you. Can you come and sit with me? Can you fight for my time? Can you fight to tell me that you can make this happen? 
with no money, will you still go or will you quit and get a job? I need to know that if I put money behind you, you're not just going to apply for the next job available. You are going to do this thing. It's, I'm buying into you. I'm not buying into the project because as an investor, I can go and start this without you. I don't need you to start your network or your business or whatever it is you're trying to do. I don't need you. I can start it and hire people. The reason why I'm choosing to work with you or whatever in your business plan, I'm just telling you what most investors think, is because they're buying you. So what are you bringing? Who are you? So those are the things I think people don't put in business plans. It's like, put your CV in it as well. Top of the list, who you are, what you've done, who you've worked for, your years in music industry, the teams you've led, da 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 da, da. That's impressive because there's no money that can value that. But if you say this is what I want to do versus what you've done, that's now making me think, okay, I know how to drive finances out of this person or out of this idea because I can see what they've done. Okay, Qu next question. Um, I, nobody in my house has asked questions, guys. It's really scary. I'm wondering where I live, like who I live with. Everybody here knows what they're doing, but not a single millionaire. Why is there no questions from this house? Why has everybody got it figured out? Um, is there a way to restore lost time? What are your top tips for completing? How do you fight? Um, how do you fight a regulated system? As I said earlier, right? Most people have a window, and there was a chart. There was a time when you had to complete something. You had a window. It's fine. Um, you you had a time to complete something, and or to do something with certain people. But at the time, you may have fought the wrong people. That's what happens to most people. Or you have an idea and you think your idea is like the best idea since sliced bread. That's the problem most people have in the early stages of business or early stages of building a career. They feel like, oh, okay, um, I've got this idea. There is no idea that's a good idea. There is nothing called a good idea. Whatever, I would not get involved in a business that no one has ever done before. And guys, you can ask me questions on anything, personal questions, work questions, life questions. It doesn't have to be business related. Okay. I will never get in bed with an idea or a situation that has never happened before. Because I know what will happen. The worst thing that will happen is this. That's how I think. I'm just thinking, I'm risk averse. I'm thinking, oh, that's what's going to happen. So don't go into things thinking I've got the best idea in the world. Duh, 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 duh. No, I'm just one of a million people doing what I'm doing. Cool. Who can help me? How do I restore lost time? Restoring lost, I don't, you, I don't think you can restore lost time. You've lost the time. That's the truth. Um, that's the truth. What you got to do is you just got to make up for it by fighting harder. There's no way of, of gaining back. Let's say, you know, you were in an industry for five years and you haven't performed in those five years. Um, so it's been like a five-year gap regulations have changed, people have changed, the whole industry has changed. You can't restore that time because how? What are you gonna do in five years? Go back and da da da. But what you can do is you can get better because another five years is gonna come. So you can go and retrain. Remember, it's gonna take you time. It's gonna take you a lot of time. It's not gonna be, you know, um, here we go, let me start now. You know, retraining may cost you money. Retraining may cost you time and everybody around you may not understand your decision to go under a three-year retraining, a three-year whatever it is.
But in order for you to not lose another five years, before you know it, it's 10 years has gone and you're holding and thinking, how did I let this go? Because that's how most people become bitter and they start resenting what they're doing now. So the best thing for you to do is go and get better. And you've got to be honest with yourself. Getting better, what does that mean? Does it mean I need to go and get money? Or does it mean I've got to go and pass some certain exams or pay some certain fees? Legal fees or... um, um, hire the right people to do the job that I can no longer do whilst I retrain. It's not a one-year goal. It's a 10-year and five-year goal. And if you're around people that are very short-sighted, that won't allow you to do that, you have to let them go. But you have to focus on what's going to get you better. That is the that is that is actually the thing. Um what are your top tips for for, for competing? How do you fight a regulated system? you do what they're asking you to do. You can't fight somebody if you're against the law. You first and foremost, what what makes them regulate? What are they asking for you to be regulated? You first do that one. Then you're even, you're not even in a, you're not even a contender. Like, how are you a contender? Let's say now um, you want to fight the banking system, right? Let's use banking as an example. You're not even FSA regulated. You, it means that you don't even know what you're talking about. How can you go and fight the, the FSA on saying that they have too many regulations on da 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 Go and get an FSA regulation. So everybody that started off all of these banks, all of, everybody that started off all of these banks here, whatever they're called, they are regulated by the FSA themselves. So they're financial advisors. They may have been... Um, um, they may have been... Um, they may have been working for a bank as a mortgage broker or they may have been working as a um, a financial advisor. And then they decided, this is crap. I want to go and set up Monza. I want to set up Starling. I want to set up Revolut. They can only do those things because they are already in industry. They're already ticking the box so they know where to fight. You can't fight a system that you are not even, you don't, you, 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 you're not, in, you're not a, they'll laugh at you. What are you talking about? You can't even write them out. Go and get your qualifications to the highest mark or go and get people behind you who are qualified to the highest mark and then have a conversation. Then fight them on their regulation. Why this, why that? Get some letters behind your name. It may take you five years to retrain. You may have to go back to school. You may have five years of not having any money. But I say to people all the time, like, I, I used the girls in my house, for example. Let me use Goody. How old are you, sweetheart? 21? 22, right? In eight years' time, she's going to be 30. In eight years' time, I'm going to be 40. 30 and 40, you're mates. It, there's no difference. We're both aunties. We are mates. She probably has kids, has a husband. We are all mates, okay? It's not like mentor-mentee. Like, that's why I don't... The girls that are older around me, I don't... Sh- it's, dude, live your life. You want to... You can't... Thumbs up. Do you know Why? The people I'm looking at here is my daughter's friends. That age group. Because in eight years' time, I'm going to be their superhero. They're going to be looking at me and thinking, nah, rah, like, yeah, 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 she makes sense. My daughter only talks about Elon Musk in the house. The only car she wants me to drive is Tesla. Do you know that we didn't know Elon Musk in his 20s? We didn't know Elon Musk in his 30s. It's in his 40s that the man started coming up. So it may take you five or 10 years to go in your cave and build. Five or 10 years to go in your cave and build. We're not going to know you. Not needed, it's fine. We're not going to know. We don't need to know what you're doing. If you really want to be the leader in the pharmaceutical industry, 
You've got to go and figure out how you're going to do this. And you may have to live on a couch for a little bit. And it looks like this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. But you have a plan. And we've seen it before. 16 years ago, people didn't even know there was a nation. Family. Now, all of a sudden, overnight, ah, he's the drippiest. Ah, Pastor Toby's the drippiest. But no one even knew what my man was on 16 years ago. He was in Peckham on a couch. So you've got to have your Peckham couch moment. Everybody's got to have their Peckham couch moment. Everybody sees me now and think, oh, you're so up. You look da 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 I'm like, you know there was times when I couldn't even afford to get my daughter to school the other day. So you've got to have your Peckham couch moment, essentially, which will take time, which will take time. Um... Um, I think that answers that question. I think if I haven't answered it, please do let me know. Um, if you have a vision or idea which you want to bring to life, does it matter how long it takes you to allow to become reality? Does delay mean you're lazy? No, but are you working on it? And what are the evidences that you're working on it? Because everybody has a dream. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has something that they're trying to do. But what is the evidence? Where is the evidence that you're doing this thing? Is that evidence that um, you're taking certain exams that you need to make it happen? Are you putting money towards it? Are you studying it? Are you working in that space um, and building relationships? Okay, you've been working in that space for five years, 10 years. Okay, what are, you, what are you doing? Because that means you are lazy. If there's no evidence, remember I kept telling you guys that miracles are fantastic, but I need to see the works in my hand. No works, I'm not rating you. I need to see the works in my hands. I can't see your miracle. Oh, I'm going to do this thing in 10 years. And then before you know it, you're 40. Before you know it, you're 50. You're tired. It's long. It's more risky. How do you side hustle without seeming like a busybody? Or is there in between? No. A side hustler is a busybody. I'm sorry. Right? But there is ways to um, make you look not chaotic. Um, and by that, I mean, it's just about how you put yourself together. And you have one side hustle instead of many side hustles. So let's say that you work in events, but you also do hair. People don't need to know that you do hair. It's your side hustle. Until the side hustle starts taking over. And that's what most happens to most entrepreneurs. Their side hustle, like this, like their side hustle took over their nine to five. And then they had to hand in their resignation. Do your hair, we don't need to, we don't need to know about it like that. By know about it, it may mean that you don't put so much behind your promotion of it, market, but you do it. But maybe it's one of a kind of business that you need to promote. But it's how you side hustle. It's not that you're side hustling, it's how you side hustle that counts. Um, Okie dokie, a couple more questions. Um, where did the magic money mentality come from and how do we change that? Magic money mentality came from it's not even Gen Z, it's, my, it's millennials, I think. Millennials, um, yeah, it's just, I think magic money has always existed because if you think about it, people that gamble, people that play the lottery, um, it's always been there in every community, in every way. But I think magic money, um, I think especially for us Africans, um, those of us that have been going to church for a very long time, it's not necessarily magic money, it's miracle money we think God's going to do it. Like, he will do it for me. And we start um, singing around with tambourines and the altar and rolling around, um, um, giving thanks in advance 
for the miracle money that's coming without working for it. Um, we were raised by a bunch of very lazy parents that think because they went to clean um, Sainsbury's and things like that, that they're working hard. No, mum, you could have went to school and cleaned um, at the same time so that we would have had more options and you could have exposed us more to different things to make us think that we can do more, but you didn't. Um, but you didn't. You chose um, uh, you, the, the fast things. You wanted tangible things now. So you worked more hours in Sainsbury's to buy the Versace couch in the house and working less hours in Sainsbury's and going to school. Um, we wouldn't have had the Versace couch that is probably fake anyway, um, but you would have gone to school. So you would have known the best the best for me in school. You would have known that actually she's talented, expose her to this, expose her to that. So that's where Miracle Money came from. We lived fast. Um, we wanted fast things and your mum may not have had a Versace couch, but you know what? She might have spent a lot of money um, going to weddings and buying rappers. She was working more hours to be able to contribute to a cousin's wedding that's traveling. And there were so many things that we did. And then we thought in hopes that one day uh, as I'm doing all these things, I was having a conversation with one of the girls in my house and she was telling me, I was asking her, you know, how's your mom? And she said, oh, my mom, she, um, she's kind of bitter at, at the moment because she's done a lot for people and it hasn't repaid her. I said, oh, okay, let me, let me, I think I understand what you're saying. Are you saying that she's helped a lot of people hoping that God's going to help her and then God didn't come through and now she's just pissed at everybody? Yeah, like that. The thing is, God was never coming to help her. And how do you say that to somebody? Like, I know that sounds nuts, isn't it? Like, no, men were supposed to help you. By men, I mean people were supposed to help her. But she didn't believe that it's people. She thought one day, somehow. So that's where the miracle mindset comes from. You didn't build the relationships for the right people to help you. You then thought miraculously, because I've done good deeds, good karma is coming. Nonsense. I don't believe in that stuff. If I do something, I will have relationships and people are going to want to do things for me. Very simple. Um, that's where that mentality has come from. How do we debunk that mentality? You work hard, you build relationships, you follow, you have leadership, you, uh, you align yourself to certain leaders that are doing well. I keep asking people, your choice of leadership is scary. Why are you following this person? They haven't done nothing. They haven't produced any results and you're up and down screaming and carrying their bag. Why are you doing this? Give yourself a break. Sort your life out. Um, how do you maintain or build relationships with those who you may not need to talk to now but may do in the future? You start. If you think that, okay, this relationship may be... There's, like, one thing, um, you know, my leaders always say to me that I've done really well at is I'm strong at relationship building. So I was at a 50th birthday party sitting with 60-year-olds yesterday. I'm not in my 40s all my 50s, I shouldn't be there. It doesn't make sense for me to be there. I mean, I'm, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm young, like, why am I there? It doesn't make sense. I've got nothing in common with those people, but I will turn up. And if they're gonna make your shush, one of my friends is laughing because she was very much there. It was very much um, Aziza's vibe, just imagine. She saw her potential bay. Um, all that we were waiting for is, you know, but who knows, maybe numbers got exchanged, we don't know, um, but we'll soon see. Um, it was, yeah, but I, I can be in that environment. Um, it can be an environment. It can be in that environment. It can be that you're in an environment and you see certain people and you don't think that you need to be around them, but you build that relationship. 
you build, and I keep saying to everybody that that's what's next. Everything is just about being able to score certain strong relationships, managing those relationships. And it doesn't have to be heavy. No one's asking you for a big commitment. It could just be little things, a message here and there, uh, this, that, honouring, as and when you can. Nothing forced, just organically building those relationships. Um, and it's maintaining them. A lot of people start, but they just, people don't have heart and they don't have stamina to maintain. And that's the thing, I'm, that's, that's what I'm always laughing. I see people start, oh my God, I love you so much. You're so inspiring. Oh my God, I really want to follow. I want to be like you. Like, I get, if I get, if, honestly, if I had a pound for every message, I'll be a millionaire. I get it every day and then people don't follow through. And I'm like, you can't be me because one of the things that I'm known for is I'm just going to honor my life out of things. I'm going to serve my, I'm going to serve my way into everything. You know, um, how do you come out of smallness mentality of African mindset so that you don't become one of the aunties that I was talking about? You surround yourself in different environments. So for a young lady, that's why you might think, okay, when you hear my um, my podcast or you're listening to me, you're thinking, oh my God, she's so hard that those girls in my house. Yeah. You live in, you live in Chelsea. You live in a four-story mansion in central London. Your mindset should be sharp. You should be sharp. You should be like, how I am around my leadership, I'm very much aware. I'm aware of surroundings. I'm aware of cleanliness. I'm, I'm just woke. And I'm woke because of where they've exposed me to, their own lives, their own mansions. So I'm going to be harder on them than I'm going to be on anybody else. I'm thinking, how can there be in front of me 10, 15 people and nobody's realizing, okay, this person's about to come on live. Why don't we have a charger? how and then they bring a charger and it's this short but i'm sitting so far away it shows me that they're not they're still in their it's still the mindset of african mindset oh, when the person finishes talking let me just go back to my room and do what i'm doing whatever it is you're doing is not going to advance you this is what we're doing now so what you have to do is you have to force yourself out of your own comfort zone your comfort zone may be that, oh, I stay in bed till whatever. Get the hell up. Your comfort zone may be that I don't clean up after myself immediately. I wait. No, you, you just got to break out of certain things that you know that this is what I've been doing when I'm at home with my parents. When I'm at home, this my mom does it for me. When I'm at home, I don't have to be, no one sends me. That's what, that's how you break out. You don't break out of the big things because the things that make us cultural is, they're very small. The things that make us cultural are so tiny. Almost, you know, you can't even see them. They're so, 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 so small. So those are the things you've got to look out for. Even your hygiene. I was saying yesterday that, you know, I'm so sorry. And I know maybe African fashion, I really love being African. Um, but like our hygiene levels are just not that sometimes. It may just be that. And you fight that thing. I'm very vocal with these things in my house. I'm very vocal. You fight that. You fight the mindset of, I don't want to be told off. Because if you had a job, I was saying to my leader the other day, get this girl a job for God's sake. She's not allowed to serve in the nation. That sounds very crazy and sounds unfair. Nobody has, have you ever been sat down and be disciplined? I remember when my boss told me that I'm basically a piece of shit. Ah, workplace or your people. Yeah, you're rubbish. This is not good. Or what about when you submitted your assignment to your, your uni teacher? My uni teacher one time asked me if I've got um, disabilities. 
because this punctuation is just disgusting. Like, did you read this word? Like, what it? I said, you know, the truth is I didn't actually read it. I said, no, I didn't. I was watching Deadline and I tried to submit something. Nobody outside has told you that what you do is crap. So when they come and tell, tell it to you in a family environment, you feel attacked. Why? Go and work in Marks and Spencers. And I said to one of the guys, honestly, I said the rule in my house is if you're going to work in a coffee shop, you're not allowed to get fired from the coffee shop. If you get fired from a coffee shop, you yourself, as you're coming back home, pack your bags. That sounds so harsh. Like our PM, come on, how? If you cannot pull coffee, God is not going to turn you into an architect. It is not going to happen. I don't care how much your grandma has prayed for you to prosper. It's not going to happen. You can't turn up to work on time. And it pains me. Why should a, a, a company, somebody has set up their business, should pay you a salary and you don't turn up on time? I'm saying that as a business owner. Imagine you're unproductive. You turn up when you want. So the young lady comes to find me. Hey, Ma, I've got some things to say. She said, oh, I think, said, oh, I, think I might get fired from a coffee shop job. I said, you know what to do? I said, why? So why, why? Hear what she said. Oh, because I turn up late to work. I said, but I don't see you in the morning, so where do you go? I don't get it. Oh, I'm always late. I said, okay. So I tried not to get angry. I said, okay, so um, what time do you start work tomorrow? Um, I, I don't know. Sorry? Oh, I, um, I, I don't know what time I start work. That's why you're late. Common sense, you don't have it. I'm not asking you guys to do different things. Just organize your life. That is how to break out of certain mindsets. Okay, so why don't you have it? Oh, I didn't take a picture of my timetable like I normally would. That's okay. So it's a Sunday, right? We just finished service. I said, walk to the coffee shop and go and get a picture. Or get some, have you got relationships at work? Someone can send it to you. And guess what? The person started work at 5 a.m. the next day. So if she didn't, I know it sounds like I'm so mean, but if she didn't have that timetable, she won't know. And she'll be fired just because laziness. African mindset thinks that you can apply for benefits. I got a letter the other day from child benefits saying, hey, we've been trying to track you down. You know, we owe you like four years of child benefits. I've calculated it's about 14K. I don't want that money. I don't want it. Because you're not gonna come and tell me what to do. Never. I'm sorry, it cannot run. Cannot run at all. Um, so yeah, it's the smallest of mentality, it's the small habits. Break out of the habits. You do some things you know your mom does that, but just don't do it. What do you look for in people to recruit in your business? I look for heart. I look for heart. Does not, I don't look for talent. You don't have to be, all the people around me that are doing what they're doing, I taught them what to do. They just had the heart to do it. They just wanted to help. So it's heart always. Um, how do you detach yourself from your present situation to see ahead example plan 2022? You're not trying to detach yourself from the present. Um, there's a Kanye lyrics that says, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You can find it, the song is called Monster. But um, he says the present will kiss my, you don't live in the present. You don't live in the present ever. 
you live in the future. So all of this now, you're just existing. It's over, it's done. All the problems of now, they're done. You live in the future. You're thinking of 2022. My God, you are so far behind. Fashion brands already forecasted what we're gonna wear in 2026. Crazy. So yeah, you, you, you live today as if you're working backwards. You're, you're almost working backwards. I'm living, I'm telling you guys, I'm getting my doctorate. I'm getting my doctorate. So everything I do now, I live like I'm Dr. Marimola. I live like that. I behave like that. I function like that. So you live like you're in the present. So who do you want to be? What do you want to do? So you behave and you live like that and you plan like that. Educational government question, who would you class as top people in education field globally? Come on, man. How the question is that? Globally, how would you identify fights in education field? That's a very difficult one because it's not my space. However, who would I class as the top people in education field? Um, Google, I have a degree in Google. So I'll go on Google if I was you and I'll find the top people in every country when they're thinking of schools. Um, when you're thinking of schools, you're thinking of policy makers. What are the names that always come up? So, for example, Dr. Vanessa Ogden um, in the UK, why is it that she runs Mulberry School of Girls? Why is it that when she comes down, like to Lewis Hamilton, Michelle Obama work with her closely? Why? How did she become a, she started off as a school teacher, built herself forward to be a head teacher, and now she's actually the CEO of the school? I've never seen that before, and global people are looking at that. I'll even look at schools at Brampton Manor. Brampton Manor is a school in East London, um, in the end, but for some strange reason, people that go there got the highest rate of recruiting people to Oxford and Cambridge. Who is their teacher? What do they do? What do they study? So start locally in each country and then the, um, in each city and then in each country you're interested in and look at those people and how they reach some certain results. And why do you care about education? Why do you care about education? What's your interest? What do you want to change? What policies do you want to shift in education? So begin to ask yourself questions, or are you just doing it as a thing to do now? Um, how do you get out of insecurity? Um, you're honest. You're honest. So I think I was saying to um, a young lady the other day, we had a chat and you know I, I really told her off in front of her sisters um, because she said that she was jealous of somebody and whatever. And I said, good for you though, because I know that half the people in the room feel how you feel. They're definitely jealous of those two girls. They're definitely now never gonna say it ever because you said it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you said it and how I reacted, they're never gonna speak up. But I know that deep down, deep, deep, deep down in their hearts, they are jealous. Deep, deep down in their hearts, they don't like that they don't get invited to certain conversations. Deep, deep down, they wish they were the one making money and doing, I know it but they won't speak. But this is the thing, you've been set free. And even though you're still struggling and dealing with it, because even then she was telling me more things, I said, but you're still speaking. So the only way to get out of insecurity is to be very honest. And it's not about being honest to um, just the people around you. Because you know, like some of us, right? Let's say now you're dating somebody that you shouldn't be dating or you're doing something with somebody you shouldn't be doing with you go to your friends that will approve of it. But all of a sudden you start building really strange relationships. So when you see certain people around certain people, you're thinking this relationship's weird. 
But the reason why they're together is because that person approves their bad behavior. Do you get it? Don't go just to the people that say yes to you. Oh yeah. Or even, you know, friends that don't actually say nothing to you. Like imagine someone saying, oh yeah, they're your friend, but a situation comes up that maybe they don't think you should be in. They're not speaking to you because they're, they're even afraid of how you're going to react. That's not friendship. That's just a comfortable relationship that you guys just eat and have fun together. That's all that is. So your insecurities, you've got to be vocal about it to leadership. If you have a mentor, if you don't have a mentor, um, then I guess it's just going to be your nearest and dearest. But you've got to be very open because then you can to open to the people that will give you harsh words. Because if not, it's just going to be the very normal stuff. You're going to hide it and it's going to grow and grow and grow. And one day it's going to explode. So I have a, um, a, a lady around me, a young lady around me that she doesn't talk about her problems at all. Every time I see her, hi, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm out here. And I'm just thinking, oh God, here we go. She's always like, yeah, it's fine. Huh? That's literally how she responds. Then one day something happened and it, I think we have an incident with her once a month, I don't know, once a month, whatever, every other one, whatever. Then she almost like explodes. Oh, and I'm not happy about this. And this happened and that happened and really, and she'll be crying and she's upset, adult. But she's not transparent. She hides all of the things that are going on in her life. Do you get what I'm saying? So because she hides all of those things that are going on in her life, what then happens? She's got no one to be transparent with, so she doesn't grow. They're all toxic in her heart, just there, sitting on her heart. And then one day when that heart is pressed, everything just explodes and she looks like a monster. But she's not. She's not a bad person. She's human, like me, like you. But except that she doesn't speak about her stuff. Oh, I don't want to chat my business. That's your problem. Suffer. That is your problem. But you've got to have leadership, a mentor that you go to, that you speak to and say, you know what? You know, I think even sometimes, like, when I feel nuts, I'll say to my own mentor, say, sir, I feel like this. I know I'm going to say something. I know it feels nuts, but do I feel, am I mad to think or to, to feel like this? Because, and most times you'll be like, and you know what? I felt like that, you know? So you're not bad in thinking that, but it's fine. Let's move on from that. So normally sometimes how you're feeling isn't really bad. And if, and if you've got a mentor that's also very honest, it's normal. So at, over the weekend, I actually really wanted to go out. Like I really wanted to go out. I just didn't want to be in any other environment except a fun place. Actually, really, I was actually trying to go to Hakkasan. Imagine, yeah, I was chasing up to see if I can get a booking, chasing to see if I can get a booking. I'm like, why do I feel, I was saying to myself, like, why do I feel so um, on edge? Like, I don't even want to be in my house. I want to go out so much, you know. Do you know there was a stabbing that night? I couldn't get a table. Two of my girls worked there. They couldn't get me a table for nothing. Somebody was stabbed in the neck that night and they had to evacuate the building. And it was crazy. So much so that um, it was a crime scene. The following day, the restaurant was shut. But that night, instead of going out, I spent the night talking to the older girl. I was in their room and we're talking. And I was very honest with them about boys, guys. We're talking about sex. Um, yeah, absolutely. Someone said black Sam. Um, boys, relationships, this, my past relationships, present conversations, things like that. Because I know that they have those questions. 
And that's what I encourage you guys. You better ask your questions, you know, because this is our forum. This is us. It's our forum. You better ask those questions because there's nowhere else to have them. Unless you're going to be superhero, um, um, uh, a nun. Oh, I don't feel like that. I don't think about things like that. And I don't, that's your problem, suffer. But as for me, I'm going to talk because I know in me talking about the issues that I have, how I feel about things now, how I felt about things then, that is how I'm set free. It's the constant speaking. Many people ask me, how did I build that relationship with, with my mentor? We spoke for hours and hours and hours for years, years and years. So if I have a problem, my natural response is to just go to him and say, and then he'll listen, like he always listens, and then he'll be honest. And I also know in return, I will get honesty. And that relationship went from mentor to mentee, to boss, to leader, to them brother and sister. And I know that my whole entire, it's the, it's the one relationship I know that everything I'm saying, I can just say it. I don't have to lie. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to lie. I can say, I really like this person right now. Can we date? Or can we not date? Can we go to eat? Can we do the dirt? Or actually, I don't like this person anymore. This is what they've done wrong. And I want to break from that situation. And I can go back again and say, oh, you know what? Like, there's this situation with money right now. How do I respond? I don't really want to share. Whatever. I can be my full self. So guess what I get in response? His full self. Because you know, a lot of things that your leaders do, right, is that we give you, um, um, we give you made up responses. We have a catalog of responses on how we respond to you because of how you talk to us. You lie to me, I give you a blase response and you will never know. That's the art of leadership. You don't know. You don't, well, politicians, you don't know what your leader is thinking. They really, I can cry with you, it's fine. What's my own? But the only way you would know if I'm being honest with you is if you are being honest with me, I will know. And therefore, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and I'll be honest. That is the only honest way, guys, to break out of certain insecurity. Will your leader abuse you? Sometimes you need to be cussed out. Fine. Sometimes it's your week. I say to the girls all the time, it's, it's almost like turn for turn, right? Two weeks ago, it was this one. Today, it's you. Who is it this week? Whatever it has to be, let it be so that I can become who I'm supposed to become. I'm not going to suppress myself and be like, oh, I'm not going to talk about this thing. If I tell them that I'm a hater, if I tell them that I really hate sharing my stuff, they're not going to like me. No, 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 no. They're going to cuss me. How could you be so selfish? I could... You're a human being. And I was even saying to one of the girls that she's never lived with anybody before. She doesn't even have sisters. She lives with her mom and dad in her, her room is her world. She's now having to share a house with 15 girls plus the guests that come, like 32 of us. It is new for her. So she is going to be nuts sometimes, but it's fine. At least we've called it out. You can sit there pretending that you're Miss Perfect and you get everything right. So when those that are around me, I won't say close to me, those that are around me more, I'll say to Goody, be careful. I've seen you before. I have seen you before, I see, and, and I'll tell her, that person there, how she's behaving, she used to be just like you. Very fervent, very on it, very reliable, very this, very that. And just like that, she fell off. You're 21 now, 
probably the same age that the person started off, 20, whatever the age was. But it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything to me. You're, you're, you're staying up at 3 a.m. in the morning to do content does not make you loyal to me. I need to see, can you do this for 10 years? I've seen people both in church, out of church, as a business leader, as a mentor, having a store. I've seen people, I know how people are. I have my fair share of experience of people of about a decade now, specifically women. People don't excite me. So what have I, how have I changed that? So now I tell my daughter not to call people auntie. I remember I said that to one of my friends, like, you're mad. I was like, no, this is her. This is her. She'll call you by your title, pastor, minister. Because the day you decide to F off, my child's not going to say, oh, Ma, mom, I really miss auntie so-and-so. Never. That's abusive to my child. No. Everybody's pastor, minister. It may take about a year or two to remember that, but that's what we're doing. And it's Sir, Miss, Ma, it is not auntie. Because the day she decides to get up and leave, what, I'm now going to explain to you why 30 aunties have been in and out of your life. Nope. Let's begin to round up. Last question. How do people grow in capacity or power to fight? I'll, I'll answer that first part by by doing everybody has bare chat i want to do i'm gonna help i remember there was a season in the family when we were doing like mentee mentor um moms sisters cousins dads whatever you guys were calling yourself and it was almost like you dress the same as your mentor you carry their bag you do the same if they do that if they stick their ponytail here you too get ponytail and stick it there if they wear a drape dress that day you too okay fast forward in six seven months people stopped doing it they got tired it wasn't really what they wanted to do in their heart. They didn't want to do it, but it seemed good. So how do you have capacity? You keep doing and you keep talking. Growing is painful. Growing bones is so painful. So you just, you honest to God, you just have to be so honest in your journey um, to build a relationship. You gotta be so honest really like you got to be on it you're like okay this is where i'm at right now this is where i don't want to be at these are the kind of things i want to do like i was saying it to um my dad the other day for the sake of those of you guys listening um and first and foremost, i was saying to him no one can ask me to do anything i want to do he looked at me so i was like nobody they haven't born the person that can force me to do something i want to do i'm not going to do it and i'm not going to be i'm not going to do it and be grumpy no, I'm not gonna do it. I just, it's just, it's just, and, and I think that my leaders love me for it. No one can force me to do something I don't want to do. How? Because it's gonna be a nightmare for them looking at my face, because I wear it on my face. But what I do believe in, adult in, and I think this is where I grew my relationship with him was we speak about stuff. So I'll say, no, that I don't, I don't wanna do that. I don't like, I remember our last episode. Um, we we're talking about something and he said to me, oh, I feel that, I think I don't know what I was telling, I was telling off about something, I don't remember what it was, like telling me that I'd done something. I'm like, but I didn't do it. He goes, oh, I think you did it, so it's fine if you did it. I'm like, how can you be telling me I did something I didn't do? As I'm, and, and it was like, oh, well, we can agree to disagree. I said, I'm happy to agree to disagree, but you can't force me to say I did something I didn't do. I didn't do it. Like I didn't do, I didn't react to that situation because of this. And I'm gonna stand by that because I know in my heart I didn't. For me, our relationship went on a whole nother level. 
a whole nother level. I did. I started working harder for him. I started doing more for him. I, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even think that there is a way to love your parents more. But there's always another level of love, because and even if I think about that with my mentor, the more open our relationship conversations are, the the harder I go for him, because I just feel that I can be married. I don't have to pretend. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't have to pretend and do weird stuff like, oh, hey, sir, how are you? Amazing. Yeah, the girls in the house are great. Yeah. No, actually, they're not great. Everybody's getting on my nerves. This is what's happening in my house. Everybody's doing this. They're doing that. They're being selfish. Da, 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 da. But I'm trying. I've done the things you've asked me to do. What do I do now? Blah, blah. Oh, how are things? Oh, the business. Oh, no, actually, it's not fantastic. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. I need investment. I need money. What do I do? Da, da, da. And I can be honest. Instead of me constantly pretending that I'm fine, I don't, guys, I don't want to have that relationship with nobody. And because of the way we are built as women or our community specifically, is that we're soldiers, we're riders. You can't have an honest conversation. It's every day the leader shouting, but you can't talk. No. But you can only talk if you've got results. Otherwise, you're a complainer. You're a complainer. Have a conversation, be honest. Build an honest, you are entitled to at least one honest conversation. You are entitled to that. Have that conversation. Maybe you're serving in a place or you're working somewhere that you really don't want to do it. You, I know that a lot of people that may not be here right now is because they didn't just want to serve something. They didn't want, but they just, well, they were too weak to speak up. So I think you've got to talk, and it doesn't matter how big, I always say this, for example, to the writers around me, or the main writer around me, I say to her, you know, you could drop this any day, right? You don't have to do this. That, the, the moment you decide to drop it, someone will come and say they can do it. Why am I saying that? It's because I don't want it to feel like she's tied. She's forced. No one is. I think that's everything um, today. I think that was all the questions asked today. Um, um, I think that's all the questions asked today. Um, okay, the last bit of that. You may, like, you may have the desire and zeal to fight for something, but you find yourself still not moving a week later. But the desire of the idea is still there. Um, desire and zeal is like nothing. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It just makes you feel tingly inside. Like, oh, that was where we want to do it. I really do. I had to kill a lot of that because I was big on that. Like, my, it's called good intentions. I don't think anybody has more good intentions than me. Ah, I had good, I had, but every time I had a good intention to do something, I crushed it so hard to the ground, guys, yeah. Every relationship that I burned, it was, I never intended to burn it. Every friendship, um, you know, like, I was one of my young ladies, I always get on to her about building relationships with people. Even we were doing a video, I said, don't send it to doctor. He will not speak to you, send it to me. You've upset that guy somewhere. I don't think he likes you, I don't know why. But you see, people won't move for you if they don't like you. They don't even have to, they don't have a problem with you. They don't hate you, but they just don't feel you for whatever reason. And you don't know why. But the, you're an innocent young person. What's your, you've got good intentions. Intention was good. But something happened. I was the queen of crashing relationships. I had so much good intentions. I wanted to work with certain people. I wanted to do some certain projects. I really wanted to complete some certain things. But I just, and 
I don't want to use the word capacity because you guys have used it so much that you don't even understand what it means, right? I don't, I didn't have the power to wake up in the morning, pick up my phone and call them and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know how, this is not when I need them to do a video for me or when I need them to, um, to help me out, when I need them to do this for me, no. Is ahead of my need, ahead of everything, to pick up the phone. I was really rude to somebody on Sunday, like really rude to somebody, one of my friends. Um, they, I think they messaged me the night before about something and there was a lot, I don't even know where my mind went to for like half an hour, but I just got annoyed. And the person is so, they're not even, like they're so innocent. And I just started having a go, having a go, having a go, nipping at everything that messaged me. I was just, everything that messaged me, I was just like saying, yeah, that's wrong. I was literally going in for them and just attacking them for no reason. And then later on, when I calmed down, I realized that, you know what, yeah, I know my anger came from my mood because I said to my friend, um, PM, that oh, I'm just not in a mood, you know, today. So me being honest with her that there's something wrong, I don't really know what's wrong yet. I've got to identify what's wrong. I can see that anyone who I would have spoken to at the time of messaging her, they would have got that side. And that person doesn't know my world like that. So they're thinking, what? So it took me some time. I was going to call them and apologize, but I thought, oh, this is more time, personal and important. Ah. But I realized that's not how to build relationships. So Monday, um, Monday I thought, you know, I'm, I was really busy. There was no time. I said, you know, I need half an hour. I picked up the phone, I sat down, I called and said, hey, I'm really sorry, you know. I actually think what happened was that there was some stuff happening with me, I think, or I don't even know if anything was happening with me, but I just got in the mood. And the more I think about it, I think it was relating to other personal matters. And that's why I was really rude to you. I didn't even mean to be rude to you. I don't even know why. I don't know what I said that was rude, but I feel that I've offended you. I don't want to offend you. Um, I want to work together. Um, and the person was like, yeah, thanks for calling. That's all. And drop the phone, it's fine. But I don't, it's not that I need the person to do anything for me, but I don't know when I'm going to need them. But Sunday night, when I realised I was wrong, I didn't have the power. I wasn't big enough to call a nobody in my life to say, you know what, I, that was uncalled for. So a lot of the things that are stopping you from continuing is you don't have the power to do the things you think you can do. And I loved the podcast yesterday so much, um, um, the women's podcast, when they were saying that a lot of the time, yeah, the issue that it is, is that we don't, as your, as, as your mentor, your mentor may identify that you don't have the power to do certain things, but they can't tell you because you'll be upset, you'll be offended, you'll be like, oh, but I can, but I can. I've clocked you. I've seen you. This is what you can do. And if you just do that one, you'll be fine. But you think you can do more. But the thing is, you cannot. You see? So it's knowing what I actually can do. It's not about capping yourself and saying you can't reach for the stars. Let's say you're a social media manager. When you get to about three accounts, you just crash. You can't do more. It's fine. Do those three, do them well. Do those three, do them well. Or you are a um, you're a photographer. And when you go out after half a day, your images just get back. Do the half a day. We don't need you up all night. 
No way you no way you stop. And of course there'll be times when you may push the boundaries a bit, but no way you stop. And as leaders, we don't want to tell you these things. Mentors don't want to tell you this because they don't want to kill your morale. I hope I've been honest um, this morning. Um, I, is that all the questions that we have? Is that all the questions that we have? Pam. Yeah. So that I'm offended. That's fine, Go for it. Speak um, up. I was just going to say that when you feel like you're losing heart or something, how do you just kind of like pick it back up? When you feel like you're losing heart for something, that's a lot of times. Um, sometimes, um, I, I think in every business I've been involved in, um, I get really tired and I just can't do it. I just, I can't, sometimes I struggle to wake up in the morning. I can't, I struggle to get out of bed. Like I struggle to function. Even sometimes even taking my daughter to school is hard. You just think I'm tired. I need a break. Take the break. And the people around you that are good will allow you to take the break. That doesn't mean, that doesn't make you weak. And you can take breaks in different forms. Sometimes you just need to close your laptop, stop writing. Just put it down. Just put it down. Deadlines, everybody's shouting, da, da, da. I just got so good now. I used to feel bad to not respond because things were blowing out of proportion. So I have a lot of group chats. Probably close to 200 groups for different things. Eat probably more. So I can, so I've compartmentalized my life. I talk about money here. I talk about the house here. I talk about school here. I talk about fun, if I have here. And these are the things I cannot miss. Even if I'm dying, I'll pin my brother's thing. I'll pin my dad. Those are the two things I've pinned. So whether I'm dying or not, if I feel bad, I don't feel bad. Those are the two things I can't miss, right? So then I take breaks. Because those breaks are important. It doesn't mean go on a vacation for God's sakes. But you can have, you can create a vacation. You can, it can, the breaks may sometimes may even be just, you just do a bath for yourself. Knock yourself in a bath, listen to music. You're going to a festival, in it, this couple of weeks time, something like that, to get tickets. Yeah, that's your fun, plan it. Plan it, excite yourself for something you're going to do. Put money towards it. I'm going to put, you got paid a hundred pounds, right? Put 10 pounds towards that thing that you really want to do for yourself. Those things will really help you a lot. And you see that thing that's driving you nuts? Speak to the person that's asked you to do it. Speak to the person that's asked you to do it and say, I'm signing up. Um, really happy that it helps you, Trent. Um, it's not a permission. Some things here are not permission-based. Some things is actually your mental health. You go and say, I need to sign out of this. I need a day out. This is not me saying, that's so mature. Most of us don't do this and we run businesses to the ground. We run projects to the ground and the people need you. I would much rather, um, if I was an employer, um, which I am, my team come to me and say, I really need two days out. Um, so can we plan a day for me to have two days out? So I'm gonna work really hard Monday and Wednesday, but I've got a lot of schoolwork I'm struggling with. So can I have the next, can I have Friday 
and Thursday where I'm basically going, Friday and Sunday where I'm basically going to be MIA to everybody, but you know you can reach me. Or Wednesday to Sunday where you can reach me. But can we plan that you would have everything you need for that time? So I've got all of this ready for you, all of that ready for you, but I really need to focus on my business. I can't, like my business is really struggling. If that person that has assigned you thinks you're selfish, if your friends are, they're evil. Cause I think that everybody needs time to be human. They need that time to be human. It's so important for you to function for them. And that's why I love companies like Google. Google allow you to work. They've been working from home for years. They allow people to take sabbatical time just, and they pay you. They even pay people for, they were the first companies to pay for like paternity care. Even if you had a baby, they'll give you 1K for every child you have. Things like that. Cause they're saying, I understand people. And so they get the best results out of their people. So when their people come back from these big breaks, they're firing. But also as a leader, you will understand the person asking you to do that. It's, I've got one of my girls who's going to Paris on, when do you go to Paris? On Friday. On Friday. So we've booked her ticket. We're booking her flat now where she's staying. She's going shopping. She's doing stuff. She works really hard for me. So if she needs to go on a break for a week, and it's not a break, she's got things to do. And if she needs to do that, I've got to be behind that. And if I can't be behind her, I'm going to question my own leadership. Like, what kind of a leader are you? You know, um... I love when I see my leaders does things like buy people car, get people houses, a lot of stuff like that. It's not only Oprah. That's something, I don't know why you guys are sitting here waiting for miracles, just align with the right person. Waiting to win a lottery ticket, waiting to win a flight. Just, ask, just align with the person that will book it for you. Simple. And it's very much about understanding. You cannot have a leader who does not understand you. As a mentee, you're in a toxic relationship. It's not one-sided. And I think that um, coming into um, this community, I thought that it was about that. I thought it was all about serve, 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 give, 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 give. I really honestly thought that um, until I got into a lot of arguments with my dad. Like, I'm not happy about this, I'm happy about that. And I realized that, you know, a lot of the conversations would go like, he would talk a lot and then say, now it's your turn. How do you feel? Would you? And my usual response is, I don't want to talk about it. That's kind of how I go. I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm very upset with you. I don't want to talk. Um, but um, and he will do whatever he has to do as a father to get me to speak. If it means calling my brother, if it means coming to my house, if it means I have, to, he would summon me to meet. If it means he has to have a service, it, he will do whatever he has to do to make me reach out because he understands how I function. That if I'm upset, I just close up. I can talk, we've been talking for hours this morning, but if I'm mad about something, I'm not talking about it. It's just whatever, I don't wanna deal with this, it's whatever it is. So, and I think everything changed for me. From certain points, I know that. I look at my finances and how I would help um, for the for the sake of those listening um, on the podcast, how I would get involved with the family business, how I would help, how I would fight, how I would contribute. 
everything I do more now than I've ever done before. Off of the back of us having a really big falling out and him understanding me more, understanding what I want too. It's not just about, okay. And, and he always says to me, I actually don't care about that. The only thing I care about is if, are you going to be okay? I don't care if you're, you're going to be happy, you're not happy. I don't care. Are you going to be fine? But it's about building honest relationships with your leader so they can understand when you are not fine. So one of the girls around me failed school and she didn't tell me. And I, and I, and I was like, what were you thinking was going to happen? She was like, oh, I thought I was going to fix it. I thought I was going to call my university and then they were going to say this to me and they were going to say that to me and then I was going to fix it. And I said, but you couldn't even finish school. So why do you think you were going to be able to fix getting back on the course? You couldn't even do the course. You didn't have the capacity to handle your assignments. So do you now think you've got the capacity to write to your uni and fight them to bring you? Impossible. So why don't you talk to me? Because I do that every day. I fight people for a living. So why don't you talk to me so I can help you? So it's about relationship. It's about complete understanding. So when you want to drop out of some stuff for some time, it's okay. It's not, doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you flaky. It doesn't make you a bad person. Sometimes you just need to cut for a bit. But as long as you're still active, and as I said to you, there are some things that are unnegotiable. And I learned that the hard way. So normally when I'm upset, I don't talk to no one. I won't talk to my brother, I won't talk to my dad. But I learned from my last situation that there are some things that even if I'm dying, I have to still do them. Those things are, you make that up for yourself. Those things, they can't, you can't be told that. And I'm not saying, okay, you're a social media manager. So because you do social media, you know, or you're someone's PA, you must da, 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 da. No, it may just be you keep in contact because the worst thing for your mentor, right, is to think that you've lost your mind or you're not there. That's the hardest thing. Every leader, every world leader, what they're trying to do is make sure that their people's minds are stable. And for me, especially as a female leader leading women, I like my level of worry for them is different. Like, oh, I think she's losing this girl's her mind. Even when I pray for them, I'm just like their mind. I don't trust that you've got this together. I don't trust that you're okay. I think you're managing, but deep down inside, you're really fighting a lot of mental things that you're not speaking about, and they will eventually come out. But I don't want them to come out mid my campaign. I've got things to do. Tell me what the problem is now. Let's deal with it now so we can move forward. Um, okay, there's another question that's come. If there's an industry that you wanted to explore, but I've not stayed in long enough, in an opportunity within it to progress because you had to do, do different things based on instruction. How can you still be progressive in that area? Okay, because I know you, I think I know how to answer that question. You got to talk. Um, the industry you're relating to, I think, is PR, and I think you would do so well there. Um, you've got to talk and you've got to prove. You want to do PR. I think you've been given chances in different places to prove you can do it in some ways, okay? So on the side of the instruction that's been given to you, you go and bring results to say, I can do this. 
I really can. Look what I did here. Look, I don't think we're having enough mature conversations with the right people. We complain to our friends, but we don't speak to our leaders. Oh, I really, or we complain in our hearts, but we don't speak up. So instead for you, me, if I wanted to do something, I'm bringing, I remember when I wanted to launch my publication, my leader laughed at me, but he said, go for it. He laughed, he said, this is gonna be so crap. Why don't you just do what you do? You consult companies, you make money. So calm down. And when the first 500 pound came in, I said, here you go. There you go, there you go. And he laughed at it. And then the first thousand pounds came in, he laughed at it. And then he started hearing me say, I'll, I'll call you back. Got a client to call. He's like, huh? And then a 10K came in, and the 20K, and the 30K, and the 50K. And I'm, oh my God, we're a six figure company. How'd that happen in just a year? You've got to show results from the hundred pounds. So you can explore. How long do you want to be exploring? Or sometimes just give it up because you've been given the chance. You've been given the chance. So you've got to prove them and say, okay, I remember doing this with my mom actually. I remember the early stages of when um, we started a fellowship called Eastside. And I remember my daughter would have been about three. No, two and a half, three. No, two and a half, three. And um, She's, you know, that's a noisy age for a baby. She's crawling around the house, trying to stop her from falling down the stairs. You know, kids want to just go everywhere, um, touching things, eating things everywhere, just screaming, crying, just being a kid. In a house where there hasn't been a baby in the house for like 25 years, that's such a difference in a house. So I can tell my mom was getting a bit ratty like, can't you get a place? Can't you get a place? Can't you get a place? And I could have got a place. But I knew in my heart that it wasn't the right time. And one day she just, didn't, I think my daughter smashed something or threw something accidentally. And you know, it was a bit, and mom was yelling at me like, the house is a hazard for her. Why can't you get a flat? Da, 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 da. Like she was not even shouting, she was talking to me. Da, da, da. And I got so upset. And I, um, I cried for a bit because I felt like I'd failed. I felt like, how come I can't even produce finances? How come, like, what's up with me? Like, where am I at? Um, things like this. And so, it's what I did. I, um, I cried about it, I got upset about it, and I went and I, and I found a good time to speak to her. I'm in her house, so it makes her my leader a bit in a way. Yeah, she is, because I, I don't pay rent, I'm in her house. So I've gone to her room and I've said, can we have a chat? She was quite surprised because I don't come to her that formal or that, you know. She said, yeah, yeah, you can have a chat. I sat on a bed and I said, this is what I want to do in my life. I want to pass the people. I want to help people. And it's not my fault. It's your fault. This is what you and dad did. You passed the people. People lived in your house. You've tolerated people all your life. And I began to give, not emotional things, facts. And I think that that call is on me. And we've got a chance now to start a little community, a church, and the person that's doing it, his story's like mine. And I and I want to help there, and I really want to give it everything I've got. But in order for me to do that, I need peace. I don't want you to ask me for no money. I know that I used to do a lot for you. I used to give you everything and do so much for you and whatever. I'm not in the same situation. I'm not doing nut stuff. 
I don't have anything except this little business and I need that little money to help there. I'm not in a situation to move out. And even if I could, I'm not going to. I just, I was very honest. I laid out where I was and what I wanted to be. And I said, I need you to give me a chance. I need you to give me a chance to do this. And she said, yeah, I'm gonna give you a chance. And from that day, she never asked me for money, never asked me when I'm coming home. She babysitted more because I was pushing and the investment paid off because I proved, I constantly proved to her that my attitude proved to her. So I stopped shouting in the house. I stopped swearing in the house because I'm saying I'm doing church, but this time I'm cussing you out because you asked me to go shop. Look, I stopped being proud. I, those things were killing me though. I'm an adult in my mum's house and she would run me down. You guys have heard me on Periscope. She's sending me to the shop. But those were the little receipts that she needed to know that I can pastor. It wasn't the big things. So you want to do PR and, or you want to start a business, but people around you don't believe in you. What have, what principles are you showing them now that you are capable? I remember when I wanted to start my shoe shop, my dad was like, you got a year in my house, one year. Okay. To prove to me that, this, or you are going to get a job. So I was like, damn, a year goes so fast. In that year, true leaders will back you. Real leaders will give you the chance and really back you. So in that year, um, what happened in that year? He took me, he built my shop for me from scratch, paint, decorate, da da da. I used his credit, I used I took his money, um, he did everything. He delivered my stuff, delivery, we went to every fair, every business fair. He backed me. But I had a year. And in that year, I had to prove he wasn't looking for me to show him a million pounds but that I was dropping my old life, my old boyfriend, my old friendships, and I'm gonna do this thing. He was looking for little things. Those little things were, I wasn't going out at night anymore. Guys weren't picking me up from outside the house anymore. I was up all night, sleeping on my laptop, sleeping in the kitchen, having meetings on the phone, calling the bank. So your, your mentor, for them to approve the next level of what you're doing, they need to see your receipts, the little ones now. Are you ready for that? I hear you want to do PR, but are you PR in me? Are you PR in this? Are you PR in the house or the product businesses in the house properly and getting the PR results? I think I've done a lot. Um, I think I've done a lot. Today, I really have. I think this has been um, our longest conversation in a very long time. Um, and I'm very glad. So thank you for tuning in. To